Welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio and Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, September 26, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Why Are We Going Back to Mass? Masks are making a return now, over three years since COVID upended life and most of the world. For those past three years, we were constantly told to follow the science. What science were we following? Medical science or political science? Which category did masks fall into? We had to wear masks everywhere in public and private too. These past mask recommendations laughingly passed for science. CNN pushed its audience to wear masks while having sex. How romantic and impractical. Canada's top doctor scolded. Skip kissing and consider wearing a mask while having sex to protect yourself from catching the coronavirus. As if a mask will stop two intertwined naked bodies from transmitting a highly contagious respiratory virus. That would be like using an umbrella to keep dry during a hurricane. On Reddit, someone asked if one should swim with a mask. Dr. Anthony Fauci, calling himself the science, took masks a step further. Double masking makes common sense and is likely more effective. Using his logic, why not wear 17 masks? Dr. Fauci must have memory troubles, forgetting what he said in the early days of the pandemic. 
Both Dr. Fauci and Surgeon General Jerome Adams said masking was unnecessary and potentially harmful. That was until COVID mutated from a respiratory virus into a political and electoral weapon. Are masks making a grand return? COVID cases are allegedly on the rise, but today's COVID is not the same as the early 2020 Wuhan strain. Viruses typically mutate over time, becoming more contagious, contagious but less virulent. COVID testing still relies on an overtly sensitive PCR test, which even the New York Times acknowledged up to 90% of people testing positive carry barely any virus. Is the recent uptick in supposed COVID cases simply reflecting a seasonal increase in colds and flu? What the CDC will the CDC make this distinction? or simply push endless vaccines and masks. NBC News concurs. Doctors say they're finding it increasingly difficult to distinguish COVID from allergies or the common cold, even as hospitalizations tick up. Based on faulty and imprecise testing, mask mandates are coming back. How's that for following the science? As Forbes reported, officials in New York City this week reportedly urged residents to wear masks in public as a new strain of COVID-19 continues to spread throughout the country. Morris Brown College in Atlanta requires masks for all students and faculty. Kaiser Permente Santa Rosa, California reinstated a mask mandate. Lionsgate Studios in Santa Monica re-required masking, but then changed their mind. The science is lacking in masking, as it is for PCR testing. Let's look at mask science. A 2019 JAMA study comparing common medical masks with the gold standard and 95 masks and found. There was no significant difference in the incidence of laboratory-confirmed influenza among healthcare professionals and the use of N95 respirators, 8.2% versus medical masks at 7.2%. This randomized perspective clinical trial demonstrated that neither type of mask stopped erect respiratory virus as 7 to 8 percent still became infected by wearing a mask. The study also showed that the simple medical mask was equally beneficial or non-beneficial in this case compared to the N95 respirator. In fact, there was a non-clinically significant trend favoring the cheap mask. This is no surprise based on the comparative sizes of viral particles and mask pores. From a viral particle size perspective, masks do little. The COVID-19 is 50 to 140 nm, while the pore size in standard surgical masks is 300 
to 10,000 Nm. This is like using a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes. Are there downsides to masks? A German study looked at harm from masking, which increased the resistance and dead space volume, leading to a rebreathing of CO2. Ironically, we are told that CO2 is harmful and destroying the planet. Yet, we are also told that there is no problem with children and adults rebreathing this toxic gas. The German study explained further. There is a possible negative impact risk by imposing extended mass mandates, especially for vulnerable subgroups. Circumstantial evidence exists that extended mass may cause a related to current observations of stillbirths and to reduce verbal, motor, and overall cognitive performance in children born during the pandemic. A need exists to reconsider mask mandates. What happened to the medical admonition, admonition of first do no harm? The Wisconsin Department of Health Services warns of the dangers of CO2 exposure. Exposure to CO2 can produce a wide variety of health effects. These may include headaches, dizziness, restlessness, a tingling or pins and needles feeling, difficulty breathing, sweating, tiredness, increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, coma, asphyxia, and convulsions. This same health department in summer 2021 had no problem ur urging Wisconsinites to mask up. They are, recommend, they are recommending a practice that not only has minimal, if any, benefit, but can also cause harm, as they noted. No wonder so many people distrust, distrust health authorities who prioritize politics over health. Last on the science front is a Cochrane analysis. They reviewed numerous high-quality studies and are considered the benchmark in healthcare effectiveness. They found the pooled results of RCTs did not show a clear reduction in respiratory viral infection and the use of medical-slash-surgical masks. There were no clear difference between the use of medical-surgical masks compared with N95 P2 respirators and healthcare workers when used in routine care to reduce respiratory viral infection. The lead author of the analysis confirmed, there is just no evidence that they make, that masks make any difference. Full stop. What about N95 masks as opposed to lower quality surgical or cloth masks? Makes no difference. None of it. What about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized non studies, flawed observational studies. Why aren't health authorities following this science? 
It seems that based on science studies, masks offer, offer little if any benefits and may cause harm. This is why mask mandates were never instituted during other viral respiratory illness outbreaks and that routine mask use was discouraged. Until the doctrine of my body, my choice, anyone should be able to wear or not wear a mask depending on their beliefs and desires. Or does choice only apply to certain aspects of health care? What COVID? With COVID, we are forced to follow a new science, the political science of fear, control, and subversiveness. According to the World Economic Forum, COVID-19 has resulted in more than one in two people losing confidence in the healthcare system's ability to handle major crises. This trust will be difficult to earn back, especially as health authorities are doubling down on their rules and mandates, rather than thoughtfully reflecting on what they got wrong and trying to course correct. Someday, they will need that trust and won't have it. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made up ones. A government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want. The change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, 
will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Enough of the mainstream media pushing whatever the government tells them to push. Enough being told as white people that we should be ashamed of our white skin. Enough of watching our white history being erased to appease non-white people in our white Christian nation. Listen to Behind the Hood every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday exclusively here on AltRightTV.com. The Invisible Knight brings you one news article, gives you his opinion on it, all in 15 minutes. If you want the truth, that's what you'll get on Behind the Hood. Your daily dose of truth. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for sticking around for the uh, next part of the Rust Belt Klansman show, uh, some mainstream media news. Uh, it seems like I've been uh, gone for a long time. Uh, there was no Thursday show last week, but I did have the live show, uh, The Underground, uh, on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Podbean. Uh, I noticed there was no, uh, I don't think any uh, loyal listeners to the Rust Belt Klansman show listening, and, you know, that's fine. Uh, some people just aren't into live shows, and, you know, uh, that's cool. Uh, the live show, I, I'm just going to do randomly uh, here and there. So uh, this week, uh, the show will be Tuesday and Thursday uh, right here on White Pride Radio and Spotify, uh, the Rust Belt Clansman Show. I haven't scheduled another live show uh, for the future yet, but uh, uh, that's a possibility. Uh, but Pink Floyd... Uh, they were so far ahead of their time. Uh, another brick in the wall, I think that's uh, two, another brick in the wall, too, uh, has been out since 1979. And, you know, I wonder what the uh, remaining uh, members of uh, Pink Floyd uh, think now about things, uh, you know, happening and going on in school. Uh, if that intro to the show doesn't motivate you, to, uh, you know, get up and do something uh, to protect America's children. Uh, I, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, but anyhow, uh, speaking of children, uh, the first article I have tonight is, uh, this is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. This comes from the New York Post, and the headline is, Accused Child Rapist is released on $1 bond after prosecutors missed indictment deadline. Yeah, uh, uh, accused child rapist out of jail on a dollar bond. Now, they have what is called the 180-day rule, where they have 180 days uh, to, to have you to uh, uh, trial. But, you know... There should be some type of uh, something added to where, you know, that depends on what crime. Uh, something like, uh, you know, a child rapist, in my opinion, they deserve capital punishment. You know, they should not qualify, the same as a murderer. 
you know, even a murderer could get out on that 180-day rule. Uh, and, you know, it just seems like some of the serious, more serious crimes in America that deserve punishments, uh, they're not happening. Uh, this is crazy. Now, this scumbag is out uh, and probably will reoffend. The article here, a Texas man accused of dragging, drugging, raping, and impregnating a 16-year-old girl has been released from jail on a dollar bond after prosecutors missed the deadline to indict him by two days. Uh, Louise Sanchez, 25, walked out of the Harris County Jail Thursday, three months after his arrest on a charge of felony sexual assault of a child. In the Lone Star State, prosecutors are required to secure an indictment within 90 days of a suspect being in custody. If the indictment is not obtained from a grand jury within the allotted time, by law the defendant must be given a reasonable or personal uh, recognizance bond. Since Sanchez was listed in court records as indigent, a judge granted his lawyer a petition to lower his bond amount to $1 this week. Uh, you know, these judges, they have to follow the laws that are made. But, you know, uh, we really need to stand up and question the lawmakers that uh, have these types of things uh, in practice. Because, you know, listen, if you have parking tickets or retail theft or... Now, that depends. Retail theft. I'm not talking about today's retail theft, where the black mob goes in and empties the store out. That's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, uh, uh, a somewhat minor offense. You shouldn't have to sit in jail uh, forever, you know, waiting for the justice system. We know how the wheels turn. Uh, in the justice system, and they're very slow. So I can understand this 180-day rule, but not for everyone, uh, especially a child rapist. Uh, the mother of the alleged rape victim slammed Sanchez's release on bond as a aganious miscarriage of justice in an interview with ABC 13 during which she had her voice altered to shield her family. Isn't that something? The victim's mother has to shield her voice, and you have this child rapist uh, walking out of jail for a buck. You can't even get a coffee uh, today for a dollar. But this, this sprung this uh, child rapist. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see here. In April of 2022, Chance Sanchez invited the teenage girl and her siblings over to his house at Houston Heights to play games. During the visit, he allegedly gave the 16-year-old a drink of Smirnoff vodka, according to court records cited by the cited by the station Fox 26. He then allegedly sent the girl's siblings back home, but said she could spend the night at his home. Three months later, the teen found out she was pregnant 
and had her mother take her to the hospital after telling her, Lewis drugged me and raped me. The teenager later told officials that no, that on the night of the sleepover, she had passed out after drinking vodka and later woke up naked in bed next to Sanchez. A judge lowered Sanchez's bond to $1 because he was listed in court records as indigent. The alleged rape resulted in the pregnancy, and a DNA test confirmed that Sanchez was the biological father of the girl's baby. Sanchez was arrested in May, more than a year after the suspected rape. He was freed from jail Thursday afternoon with an ankle monitor and was placed under house arrest at a shelter. Uh... At a shelter, house arrest. You know, there has to be other uh, people in this shelter. Uh, he very possibly could rape again. Uh, but the mother of the alleged victim said she believed the conditions of Sanchez's release were insufficient to keep the public safe from him. Absolutely. Uh, she is absolutely right. Um, you know, uh, like I said, uh, we need to start contacting our lawmakers, uh, you know, with things like this and confront them with instances like this because there are plenty, plenty of uh, people released from prisons and jails that should not be. Uh, you know, they should not be walking on the streets. Now, today in America, uh, a black can literally get away with murder. And, you know, many times, because uh, because a junkie overdosed under the knee of a white police officer, uh, these blacks are treated with kid gloves, uh, you know, uh, just because they cry uh, racism, does, they're allowed to get away with anything. Uh, the mother said also, uh, God forbid, if he were to get out of the ankle monitor, he wouldn't be gone in a flash, she said. And we see so many instances of this is what happens. Um, uh, these criminals, you know, they'll cut the bracelet off. They could cut the bracelet off, leave it at home, and, you know, it will register that they are home. Uh, the woman also said her daughter is terrified that Sanchez may try to find her. The Harris County District Attorney's Office said, that the conditions of Sanchez's release include an ankle monitor and house arrest. Uh, they said, we feel blindsided because we took comfort in the fact that he was initially granted uh, a $75,000 bond because we could sleep at night knowing he could not make that bond, the mom said, referring to the suspect's original bond amount. Uh, Sanchez is due back in court in November. November? We're still in September. He doesn't have to go back until November? A child rapist. Uh, this is... Uh, wow. You know, uh, how does this happen? Good grief. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Give me one second.
Okay, I knew I had another article here that uh, I dealt with kids. Let me bring this up here on the laptop. Okay, uh, Num Nuts Joe, old Stepper Joe, uh, get this, this comes from the Daily Caller. Biden administration shells out $200,000 for LGBTQ mentoring program connecting teens with adults. Unbelievable. And we wonder why uh, there is so much, like I said, a child rapist. So much uh, sexual deviancy. Uh, happening in America today that, you know, when you think you see, saw the most horrific sexual deviant crime, the next day there's one that tops it. And, you know, it's hard to keep this under control and get a handle on it when our own government supports it. You know, they support that. They push uh, this homosexual agenda. And, you know, that, that makes these people uh, think that, well, you know, well, if... Uh, uh, if they can do that, you know, uh, maybe rape isn't such a bad idea, or maybe rape isn't such a, a big crime. And this is what the thoughts that this puts into these mentally ill people. You know, like, well, uh, if I can have sex with a guy, uh, then, you know, uh, I ought to be able to have sex with whoever I want to. This is the ideology behind this uh, homosexual movement and I've said many times that uh, we are on the verge uh, and I think very soon sooner more than later that pedophilia in America is going to be legal here we have Sniffy Joe $200,000 for a mentoring program uh a Nebraska professor was handed over $200,000 from the National Institute of Health in June for a program connected to LGBTQ youth with LGBTQ adults for mentoring. Now, mentoring is in uh, hypotheses or parentheses. Uh, yeah, hypothesis. That's something. Okay. <laughs> uh, parentheses according to the grant. Uh, we know just what, why that's put in parentheses, because we know what kind of mentoring uh, this will involve. University of Nebraska Lincoln professor Katie Edwards is piloting the online mentoring program to prevent ad adversaries among trans and other gender minority youth program, which was handed over $200,000 from the NIH, according to the grant's description. The program plans to connect LGBTQ youth with adult LGBTQ mentors to promote social-emotional skills acquisition. So here we go, an online uh, chat site. Pretty much, that's what this is. This is, uh, you know... Uh, where a queer, uh, can, a queer chat can, you know, find a, a kid, pick out a kid. Uh, this is like, a, it reminds me, uh, I don't know how many people remember the fair. This kind of gives my uh, age away. Uh, 
Uh, but they had that uh, game pick up ducks where you couldn't lose. Uh, you know, the p ducks went around in a circle and you picked up a duck and whatever number uh, was on the bottom of that duck corresponded with the prize. This is what uh, Joe Biden and his administration are pushing for these adult homosexuals, these mentally ill people, to pick the child of their uh, liking. And this is exactly what it is. You know, a, a, a homosexual can get on there, search for children, pick one that he likes, and say he is his mentor. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, the article continues here, a few mentoring programs exist specifically for TGMY, and those that do have a lot do have not been rigorously evaluated and often require guardian permission. The grant's description reads, TGMY stands for Transgender and Other Gender Minority Youth. The program plans to recruit 140 LGBTQ youth from social media and LGBTQ organizations, according uh, to the grant. The project is aimed at testing an online mentoring and skill-building program for LGBTQ youth between the ages of 14 to 17. Children, folks. This is children. Uh, this whole idea, and this is why our government, you know, pumped this into our brains uh, forever. You know, you're not even allowed to call a chat a chat anymore uh, because that's uh, rude. Now, this is what our government's saying. Uh, what what do they uh, expect us to call chats now? A day's child molesters, um, uh, minor attracted adults. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I did an article on that a while back. Uh, I think it was a teacher uh, that a child smarter than the teacher said that uh, uh, child blasters uh, are bad people. And the teacher said not to use such vulgarity in her classroom uh, to call them people adult, uh, uh, minor attracted adults. Now, where do you think that's headed? You know, people might say, oh, he's crazy. He talks on the show about pedophilia being legalized. It already is. It already is. And Biden, fueling the flames. That shouldn't be surprising, though. Uh, the article continues here. LGBTQ youth experience high rates of psychosocial behavioral health issues, which are rooted in gender-related minority stress, which can be caused by family rejection and internalized transphobia, according to the grant's description. Listen, any child, and this is why they, they, they pick these uh, such young children, you know, they can take a four- and five-year-old in school and start planting the seed of homosexuality. So this child... You know, when they reach a certain age, this is all they know. All they know is that the schools told them they could change sexes. And how great and how glorious that was to be able to do so. So now once they had this four or five year old child groomed, here comes this outfit. A place where that child can go uh, to find uh, homosexuals. 
And worse yet, where these adult homosexuals can find children. This is called grooming. Uh, gender studies and gender identity concepts have been questioned by mainstream scientists. Arizona State University professor of statistics and biostatistics Lawrence S. Mayer and John Hopkins University Medical School professor of psychiatrics Paul McHugh co-authored a report which said the most frequent heard claims about sexuality and gender are not supported by scientific evidence in a 2016 report. Of course they're not supported by evidence. Listen, uh, okay, uh, here in the Rust Belt region we're getting geared up for uh, uh, deer season. Uh, deer season will be in uh, here in a month or so. And, you know, uh, the different tags, like you can buy a doe tag, uh, and that gives you a right to shoot a female deer. Uh, they have buck season. Buck season is to, uh, you can only shoot a buck, you can't shoot a, a female deer, a doe. Uh, so, you know, think about this. What would you say if you saw a deer going through the woods that had antlers taped to its head, what would you think? And it would be a doe. A doe dressing like a buck. Now, doesn't that sound totally ridiculous? You know, if something like that was to come out of somebody's mouth, you would be laughed out of a room. You would be called an idiot, a retard. But yet we're supposed to believe this with children. Uh, children are being told that they can change sexes. This is not science. You look around. Every creature, male and female, you can't switch. Unbelievable. And even if a doe decided it wanted to be a buck and strap on some uh, horns, guess what? Genetically, it's still a doe. And this is how it is with uh, 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 people. And now they're trying to trap these children into sexual mutilations. And uh, th there are horror stories uh, about this when uh, children's brains finally develop and they realized just what they did to their bodies. Uh, you know, uh, any parent today that would allow their child or teach their child that they could uh, that, that they can change sexes should be locked away in a mental institution forever, plain and simple. Uh, homosexuality was considered a mental illness up until 1973. And I'm here to tell you, it still is a mental illness. Just take a look at these freaks in a pride parade. Just look at that. Did you ever think something like that could publicly walk down our streets? What we see at these pride parades and celebrations for uh, homosexuals? Uh, this is way out of hand. And now uh, Joe Biden feeding the flames. $200,000 for uh, adults to groom children. 
And, you know, uh, somebody might say, well, you know, if the child's uh, homosexual, then that's okay. It is not okay, because children should be taught better. You know, when I grew up, I don't know one person that I ever went to school with that said they thought they were the wrong sex. We didn't see, when I went to school, uh, boys coming in with uh, uh, lipstick and nail polish. I'll tell you what would have happened if they did uh, when when I went to school. Uh, you you would have got a, 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 a severe ass-kicking. You know, things like that uh, were dead wrong. Nobody wanted to be around people like that. Uh, homosexuals... Uh, these queers that uh, dress like women, uh, when I grew up, uh, they were called uh, transvestites. And, you know, they were something that people laughed at. You know, they thought it was hideous to see a Vance, uh, 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 transvestite walking the streets. You know, everybody thought how horrible that was. And now in today's times, what happened? What the hell happened to people that now all of a sudden, that, you know, would have been condemning transvestites, uh, you know, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, to see the, the things that are going on today. Unbelievable. You know, my grandparents, uh, they've been gone for uh, many years, many, many years now. But, uh, you know, if they could be here uh, to see the things that are happening now. It's, uh, says gender studies and gender identity concepts have been questioned by mainstream scientists. And I read that. Um, the program will me measure the efficacy of the LGBTQ youth mentoring program to reduce mental health problems, self-harm, alcohol and drug use, sex sexual risk-taking, according to the grant's description. Now, sexual risk-taking. How about how uh, risky that is for a man to stick his penis in another man's butthole? Wouldn't you call that sexual risk? Besides disgusting and a sin against God? You know, just some of the things that these people say and they come up with today, uh, uh, different names for the sexual deviancy that's going on uh, that they support to make it sound better. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Since we're talking about queers here, uh, let me find this, bring this up. And this is how using your voice, uh, you know, I say you don't need a vigilante violence. All you need is your voice. And here's an example. This article comes from Gay Times. The headline is, Gay country star Adam Mack cancels festival performance after homophobic backlash. 
Uh, Tinkerbell's coming to town, and uh, Tinkerbell found out that people don't want Tinkerbell in town. Uh, openly gay country music star Adam Mack has pulled out a has pulled out of a Kentucky music festival after organizers expressed concerns over his sexuality. Earlier this week, the Logan Country Tobacco and Heritage Festival announced that the disco cowboy singer was streamlining their grand finale concert event, which was set to take place in his hometown of Russellsville, Kentucky. Uh, disco cowboy. Hmm. Uh, however, days after the news was made public, Max surprised fans when he announced that his performance would no longer happen. Uh, this is not the video that I had thought it would be. Uh, this is not the video that I thought I would be making today, but here we are, he said in an Instagram video uploaded uh, on the 21st of September. I got a call yesterday from someone who works on the board who has, uh, who has been so sweet, who organized getting me booked for the event and was so excited to have me come down. She explained to me that there were some board members and some people in town who had questions about what kind of performance I would be putting on in the uh, tobacco festival. Mac went on to say that the concerned individuals wanted to ensure he wouldn't be promoting homosexuality or sexuality during the family-friendly event. Uh, he said, I don't know what they expected I was going to do other than just come and just come and out on a hell of a show like we do. It was it was made aware to me that there were people in town that very upset were very upset that they would have a spy person headline or that they would have a gay person headline the festival he continued continued. The chapel singer when expressed his disappointment of receiving anti-LGBTQIA plus hate, and the fact that members of his hometown would be protesting his performance. That's using your voice. Uh, you know, uh, do you live in an area that decides that, you know, they want to have some kind of a homosexual get-together? Contact your borough council. Just tell them, listen, uh, this isn't going to fly, that this is a, a, a white Christian country, and uh, you don't uh, feel that this, uh, these kind of queer events should be uh, taking place. And if you get enough people to do that, guess what? Uh, they'll get canceled just like Tinkerbell here did, even in his hometown. You know, people are so sick and tired of uh, uh, seeing this uh, sexual deviancy. You see it on your TV. You look. You see it in the news. Everywhere you turn around, uh, it's a bunch of fairies uh, running around, and people are getting sick of it. It's, it, and you know, it, it started out as a fad, but you know, a fad to children. But once they got hooked to that fad, you know, just like every child reaches an age where they'll do anything anything at all to shock their parents. And I think this is what this uh, uh, big homosexual agenda uh, was for. 
But when the Biden administration unleashes adults to go attack these uh, children, these homosexual adults, uh, uh, to uh, uh, attack these children, you know, uh, their minds aren't fully developed. They trust adults. And unfortunately, they trust these gay people about how lavish of a lifestyle they live. Uh, and this is what's happening. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Uh, here we go. Uh, more sexual deviancy. This comes from the New York Post. The headline to this is, Missouri High School Faces Backlash Over Transgender Homecoming Queen. You know, when I think back to when I went to school, if they would have something like this, there isn't a student that would have attended. Crazy. And Missouri High School has come under fire for naming a transgender student as its homecoming queen for the second time, beating four biological females for the title. Now, how do you think this makes these uh, uh, biological females feel? And, and now, these are even just uh, school students. But still, they're biological females, and they have to see that they're beat out by a, uh, a queer male. You know, that has to be the most degrading thing ever. Uh, Tristan Young, 17, a, se a senior at Oak Park High School in Kansas City, was voted homecoming queen by fellow students on Friday. KCRG-TV reported, Young became the school's second trans homecoming queen after Landon Patterson grabbed the title in 2015. Well, so they've had uh, uh, promoting homosexuality in that school um, even back in 2015. Uh, being nominated and then becoming queen is so much deeper than just the surface level, Ron Young wrote on Instagram. Uh, the homosexual said, I had a very difficult high school journey, but having the support of my friends, family, and the Oak Park has helped tremendously. I truly don't know where I would be without it, the newly crowned queen wrote. Uh, you know where you would be without it if the schools wasn't uh, uh, supportive of this? You would be the young man that God created you as, not not some... Uh, 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 Tinkerbell, a homosexual. Uh, the grooming. Pretty much this 17-year-old uh, this, uh, homosexual male is saying uh, he wouldn't be where he was today if it wasn't for the grooming. I said tonight I stood on a field with four other amazing women who are just as deserving of this honor as I am. I couldn't have asked for a better experience with these women, Young added. You know, this homosexual should be ashamed of himself. Totally ashamed. And you know, worse yet, worse yet, the people that voted for this homosexual should be more than ashamed.
uh, I, I don't know how these uh, biological men can feel good about winning anything when they're competing against biological women. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the North North Kansas City Schools images of a beaming young on its account on Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, then it goes through some congratulations from uh, homosexual supporters and child groomers, uh, uh, queer promoting school. Uh, how could... Uh, I don't understand how somebody could be proud of that. Uh, uh, let's see. Kids seems to be the theme of this evening's show. Okay, here, th this is uh, switching from uh, the homosexual agenda. Uh, this comes from the news source News One. This is a, uh, a leftist news source, so uh, this is uh, biased. The headline is, Alabama School District Promises Disciplinary Action for Students' Racist Snapchat Messages. Is there a, uh, uh, a class in school now, uh, you know, where, uh, you Snapchat messages or, you know, whatever you do, uh, with that Snapchat? Is there a class in that in school? Because if there isn't, it's none of this school's business, none of their business, what these kids are doing. On Snapchat, it's none of their business. This is just how big the arms are getting uh, of uh, teachers and public school systems, of how they are controlling your child. Not you as the parent, they are. Uh, the article here, once again, Snapchat has become the platform of proof that anyone under the impression that racism is going to die out with older generations of white people is in for a rude awakening. It appears that white kids still view Snapchat as the perfect gathering space for Caucasian teens and predominantly Caucasian school districts who stage mock slave auctions, George Floyd reenactments, use racial slurs, call for a return to slavery, and for the deaths of all black people, and apparently advocate for lynching. You know, big deal, big deal. Uh, how many uh, rap artists sing about killing white people, raping white women, drug use? They glorify all of that. So who cares if there are some white teenagers on Snapchat doing the same thing, the same thing? Uh, according to AL.com, uh, on Onta, I probably pronounced that wrong, uh, school district officials announced Wednesday that the three students from the Alabama district reported a Snapchat message between several other off-campus students that was offensive and diversive, which basically 
administrative officials speak for, racist, violent, and very on-brand for American white supremacy. Good grief. You know what? Whites should be supreme in America because this is a white country. Uh, you go to these non-white shitholes and those people are proud of their culture. Uh, you know, would you call them brown supremacists? Would you go to Africa because the blacks in Africa are proud of their uh, culture, uh, culture and, uh, you know, uh, tell them they're being racist? Of course not. Only in America are its citizens called racist for being who they are in their country. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from uh, AL.com, and it said, here are some quotes from this screenshot. Uh, they contain racist language. Uh, one of them says, pitchforks and cotton plants and signs that say, Negro bathroom this way. Uh, one says, whites only, if we're all gorilla, that would be funny too. Wait, but hear me out. Half gorilla, half KKK. Team bonding? Uh, let's bring candles and nooses to school while wearing, uh, while wearing it. Hang the blacks. You know, I don't see anything in that language that is any worse than what blacks say about whites. None. None whatsoever. Uh, it, it, it's to the point in America that whites are supposed to take all of this uh, crap uh, from non-whites because we're told uh, we are racist. And uh, this isn't so. Here, here you have a bunch of white students talking about blacks the way black students talk about white students. Listen to any rap music. Black rap music. Uh, only in America. Uh, and, and, you know, they actually say that only white people can be racist. Isn't that something? Uh, if you're walking down the street and uh, a black would call you a honky or cracker or um, uh, what do they call uh, uh, white women uh, snowbirds or something like that, uh, that's not considered racism against whites. Uh, that's just called blacks being what they are. Uh, but unbelievable. Kids on Snapchat. And that's what I mean. The school should not have any say-so what your child does on social media. Even if it's wrong. That's the parents' business, not the school's. How is this school going to discipline uh, children for what they do on Snapchat? Maybe quit worrying about what the kids are doing on Snapchat 
and teach some actual lessons in school. How about that? Yeah, who the hell actually even found out about this on Snapchat? What do they do? Spy on the students? Ridiculous. Okay, uh... <laughs> Here we go. Let me find, bring this one up. The computer. Oh, give me one second here. Here we go. Uh, this comes from the Huffington. Oh, and it's not going to. Uh, hang on one second, please. Okay, give me one second, folks. I just messed everything up. There we go. There my screen's back. I couldn't go to that. It took me... Uh, uh, it was taking me to the website for that. Uh, but the headline was... Uh, this is what it's like going to the gynecologist when you're black, trans, and in Texas. Now, I wish I could have pulled that article up because, uh, well, wait a minute. Maybe I can pull it up on a different device here. And when I tried it here, it took my screen away that I couldn't see uh, what I was doing. But I do believe... Yes, here we go. Uh, this comes from the Huffington Post, UK. Uh, the headline, this is what it's like going to the gynecologist when you're black, trans, and in Texas. I am 26. 26 years past the doctor saying it's a girl. When I came into this world five years past the recommended age of first receiving a pap smear, one year past starting hormone replacement therapy, six months into what many believe to be the peak reproductive years for someone with a uterus. I am 26 living in the middle of the shit show that is Texas politics and the number of laws that criminalize me being black, trans, and able to give birth are mounting up higher than my 5 foot 9 inch frame. I am making the brave choice to live in a time when many people in power would rather uh, me not. I haven't gotten a pap smear in years due to a lack of health insurance time or the spoons to go through with the process. And maybe, maybe I want kids someday. So I'm going to the gynecologist to know my options uh, before doing the thing that most uh, cisgender women do, simply calling a clinic or practice. I sprinkle my browser history with searches on Google trans-friendly trans gynecologist in Austin, Texas. On Facebook, who knows a trans-friendly trans gynecologist? 
on an Instagram close to friends. Does anyone know any trans-friendly gynecologist in Austin? I continue searching for an hour. Uh, I don't have more time than that. Um, I'm going to skim through this. This isn't uh, quite the article that I thought it was, or where it was going to go with that. But here, uh, you know, any trans person, and this sounds like maybe it's a guy uh, that decided to be, or a woman, a woman that decided to become a man, or pretend to be a man, because I'm telling you, only a female can have a baby, plain and simple. Uh, and, and, you know, in this mixed-up world, two people can, uh, you know, you can have a biological man, a biological female. The female will pretend to be the male, and the male will be uh, pretend to be the female. And when the female, the biological female, has a baby, because she says she's a man, then we're supposed to believe that a man is having a baby. That's pretty hard to follow, isn't it? Unbelievable. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I'm going to switch gears once again. You know, we're told that these uh, uh, non-white turds uh, coming across the border, how these are such peaceful people, uh, peace-loving people, and they're coming here because uh, they're proud. They want to be an American. Well, it's bullshit. Here's the truth. This comes from the news source, Fox News. Headline. Illegal immigrant bites off police sergeant's finger after DUI bust, says sources. Uh, why is an illegal immigrant driving around in my country to begin with? A 28-year-old man allegedly slammed into, into an NYPD squad car and three other vehicles before his arrest on a slew of charges Wednesday, then hit off a piece, bit off a piece of a police sergeant's finger while in a holding cell. The suspect is an illegal immigrant and emotionally disturbed, according to law enforcement sources. Emotionally uh, disturbed, just like blacks in America are emotionally disturbed. Uh, you know, this is a non-white trait, mental illness. Uh, they were not created equal to white people. Uh, no matter how hard our government tries, they could never make any other race equal to white people because white people are God's chosen people. Not blacks, not browns, not yellows, not rainbows. None of them. White people. Uh... Police say they they leveled to charge against what's his name Lenny Rodriguez Cruz, who lives in Brooklyn, New York. 
just before midnight Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, police tried to pull over a blue 2009 Nissan Altima that had expired out-of-state license plates that were registered to a different vehicle. They, they, emotionally disturbed and stupid. Uh, just before, uh, I read that. The driver sped off, then veered through Rufus King Park on Liberty Avenue, causing civilians to jump out of the way, an NYPD spokesperson said. Rodriguez Cruz then allegedly drove into in oncoming traffic, Hillside Avenue, before smashing into four vehicles, including a police car, on the Grand Central Parkway service, service road near Parsons Boulevard. The police arrested him after the crash and brought him to the 103rd Precinct Building for processing, where he was accused of acting disorderly and then attacking the NYPD sergeant and biting off a chunk of his finger. The charges include assault with intent to cause disfigurement, assaulting a police officer, injuring an on-duty officer, reckless endangerment, fleeing a traffic stop, driving while intoxicated, reckless driving, separating an unregistered, operating an unregistered vehicle, driving while apparently impaired, and refusing to take a breath test. Rodriguez Cruz pleaded not guilty at his uh, arraignment Friday, the Daily News reported. He was being held on $250,000 bond. How could you plead not guilty? How could you plead? They shouldn't even be allowed to plead not guilty when they were caught red-handed. That's another thing I don't understand. How people caught in the act, caught in the act of committing the crime, that they can go plead not guilty. Makes no sense. Uh, here's another uh, article. This comes from the New York Post. You know, uh, people... Some people probably think that I have to dig really hard to find these articles, and uh, guess what? I don't have to dig uh, dig far at all. Uh, but I mostly just look at conservative news sources. But every now and then, I do like to uh, get, uh, you know, a leftist news source just to, you know, take it apart, make fun of them, uh, make them look like the asses that they are. But uh, this article, oh, what I was saying, uh, the, the conservative news sources, I see these articles every day of what these uh, uh, third world deplorables uh, are doing. Uh, and they are far from a friendly, peaceful people. Uh, this from the New York Post, the headline is, Ex-Congresswoman shares bloody pick of Border Patrol agent after alleged migrant attack. Uh, of course, I can't show you the picture here, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, this guy looked like he had the living hell beat out of him. A former Republican congresswoman from Texas has posted a shocking photograph of a bloodied 
Border Patrol agent claiming he was attacked by a migrant along the U.S.-Mexican border, U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, Myra Flores, 37, the wife of a Border Patrol agent, shared the gory image of the Fed, gory image of the Fed in her social media account Sunday and described what she claimed led uh, to his injuries. This is the type of violence that is being exerted on Border Patrol agents by those who don't want to be apprehended, she wrote, adding that agents encountered the alleged attacker near McAllen, Texas. Now listen, you know, they say they're acting like this because they don't want to be uh, uh, apprehended. Now, what's going to happen after uh, Joe Biden go ahead and lets them in, and they commit a crime, they're going to keep acting that way because they don't want apprehended. Uh, it's not far, it's not hard to see where America's headed with this. Not hard at all. You know, uh, uh, America. You know, we we have these third world deplorables. Uh, coming here, cartels, gang members, sex traffickers coming to America. And, you know, as the rate they're coming, it's not going to be long before, guess what? America will be a third floor, a, a third world shithole, just like the countries they came from. That's why they're here. You know, we're easy pickings. It's white America. We have what they want, and Joe Biden's letting them across the border to come take it. Uh, the suspect was labeled a rat by the cartels and fought against the agents until backup arrived. For as wrote, please pray for our men and women in uniform. Uh, and then it just is on to talk about this congresswoman. We don't need to. We don't need to get into that. But uh, there you go. Uh, two articles of just how friendly uh, and peace-loving these people really are. Uh, let's see. I'm do one more here, and uh, I'm going to close out with this article. Oh, find it here. I feel all rusty. Uh, uh, just missing one show last week. Uh, ah, here we go. This one I think is funny. And this, uh, the Daily Beast is also a uh, leftist. Uh, white-hating uh, news source. The headline to this one is, White Neighbor Allegedly Hoses Down Prominent Black Dinner Party Guests. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, when Rose Vaughn Doruso turned 47 last year, her brother and sister-in-law hosted a small party uh, to celebrate. Dr. Yves DeSoro, M.D., 
care of the Department of Emergency Medicine at Manhattan's Lenox Hill Hospital, and his designer wife, Claude, uh, had about 15 guests over on September 17th of 2022, a Saturday evening, for a nine-course dinner in the back garden of their gracious Forest Hills home. The occasion was especially joyous for Rose Vaughn, who had recently gotten engaged. Now, I don't know why this is uh, uh, just now. This is a, a new article. Uh, but this happened in uh, 2022, which is regardless. It uh, doesn't matter for where I'm uh, going with this one. Uh, Yives, who in 20, 2020 was the first physician in the U.S. to receive the COVID vaccine, and Rosvani, a U.S. citizenship and immigration services asylum officer based out of Washington, D.C., are Haitian American. They're not Americans. They're Haitians. There is no such thing. Just like Afro-Americans. See, Americans are white. You know, uh, okay, for instance, say uh, a white person went to uh, Africa for some ungodly reason, and they decided they wanted to take up shop, but, you know, live in Africa. So they moved there. Is the African government going to consider them uh, uh, white African? You know, this uh, uh, Haitian American, uh, Asian American, uh, black uh, uh, Afro-American, all these different uh, non-white people, they need to drop the American because Americans, guess what, they're white. They're white Christians. These people, uh, at least in my eyes, they are not uh, Americans. They shouldn't even be citizens. Uh, but anyhow, here, let's see. They're ha Haitian American, and all but one of the guests at the gathering were black or Latino. Among them were friends of Rose Vaughn's from Fordham Law School, where she earned her J.D., uh, along with attorneys from the Justice Department, Civil Rights Division, and New York State Governor Kathy Hochul's administration, two bank executives, a New Jersey public school administrator, at least one public defender, high-powered music industry player Rigo Morales, uh, who co-founded the Recording Academy's Black Music Co Collective, and Rose Vaughn's fiancé, the co-founder and CEO of a cybersecurity risk management consultancy. Uh, the meal was catered by Chef Vanessa Conte. Uh, who cares who she was? Um... Uh, but as things started to draw to a close, an unidentified white woman showed up with a large menacing German shepherd and demanded that the music playing in the backyard be turned down, according to an uh, astonishing civil lawsuit obtained by the Daily Beast. When the effort to silence plaintiffs 
and end their celebration apparently didn't happen fast enough. The party abruptly and forcefully ended when a white neighbor grabbed his backyard hose and started hosing the guests to get them uh, to disperse, creating a scene reminiscent of the 1960s Birmingham, Alabama, when white law enforcement officers used fire hoses to douse assault and uh, batter uh, African Americans, again, not Americans, just Africans, uh, participating in civil rights demonstrations in an attempt uh, to get them to comply and uh, disperse. Now listen. People have the right to live in peace. Now, it didn't mention the, uh, the time of day uh, when this happened, uh, or the time of night, which I imagine uh, a non-white party, it was probably into the wee hours of the morning, uh, playing some god-awful music and refused to stop when somebody asked them to, to stop. You know, probably ever uh, the curfew for noise-making as well. So what was wrong with a non-white, or what was wrong with a white person using a hose to disperse them? Isn't using a hose to disperse the black party better than, you know, coming out with a firearm or, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, threatening bodily harm against people. They use the fire hose. Big deal. And maybe, just maybe, maybe the fire hose wasn't even used uh, as a way to disperse these uh, black people. Uh, maybe, sounds like there was a lot of uh, non-whites there. Maybe it stank. Maybe it stank. Maybe that's what the hose uh, uh, gotten out for. It wasn't to disperse, it was to cleanse. And, uh, you know, anybody that's uh, been unfortunate enough to be in uh, within smelling distance of uh, some non-whites, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm going to close out this Tuesday evening show. I want to thank everybody uh, for listening. I will be back here on Thursday, two evenings from now. There's no live show this week. Uh, so I will be back here on Thursday, uh, September 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, two evenings from now. Uh, look up the show page on Truth Social. That's Donald Trump's version of Twitter. Uh, if you go to the show page, that's where you'll find information when the next live show is going to be, uh, if the Rust Belt Klansman show is going to be canceled, or if it's going to be on one platform or another, or both. Uh, also, press releases from the Knights Party to Ku Klux Klan, uh, services from Pastor Thomas Robb at the Christian Revival Center uh, in Harrison, Arkansas. That's there. Uh, so there's a little bit of everything there. So download that, and uh, you'll know when uh, the next live show is coming, and uh, uh, a lot of information there. Uh, a lot of interesting things. Check out a sermon. Uh, as I said this past Saturday, uh, I did the premiere of The Underground. Uh, there was a gentleman there. Uh, I won't even give his name, but uh, he, he was uh, someone that listened to my show 
a live show many years ago, and the live show was even under a different name. And uh, when he popped up on the screen, I thought, I know you. So, you know, I said something, because uh, the underground, would you listen to that? You have to set up a Podbean account. Uh, Download the Podbean app. And, you know, uh, uh, it looks like you're starting a show, but that isn't, you you don't have to start a show. That's how you get to the live shows uh, and the other people that are having podcasts. Uh, I had a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, a gentleman uh, bring it to my attention that uh, he said, wow, uh, I hope your followers, uh, you know, will, will come to listen to a, a live show. Uh, but he said about, you know, when, when he gave his uh, email and stuff like that, that uh, you know, that is pretty crazy. Uh, but you don't have to do that to do a show. Uh, you have to sign up for Podbean, though, uh, and it's free. There's no cost, uh, but you have to sign up to be able to hear the live shows. And then, of course, there's uh, uh, all kinds of other people have live shows there uh, that you can listen to anytime you want. But most, mostly, though, uh, it's a lot of um, uh, wannabe preachers, uh, you know, the black screechers uh, uh, on there. But I've seen some other uh, shows that look pretty good, too. But uh, just download it and uh, sign into the Podbean app and uh, check out the live show. Um, If you have any thoughts, ideas, suggestions, uh, news articles, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman.com at mail.com. It's very easy. It's all lowercase uh, letters. Hey, Rustbelt Klansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. You can leave a voicemail or a text message uh, at that number. Uh, also, it, it slipped my mind. When I said a gentleman, I said about uh, he was kind of confused when uh, uh, he signed up for Podbean. Uh, that was Lone Werewolf. Uh, the name, I couldn't think of the name when I had said that, but uh, that was a loyal listener to uh, the Rust Belt Klansman, uh, the Lone Werewolf. So uh, check out the live show. Uh, it went over okay. Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, not a lot of listeners, uh, because that was the very first show. Uh, I noticed when uh, any time I started a show or, uh, you know, had to go to a new show because I was canceled somewhere, it takes a while to build uh, an audience. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time here and uh, see if it catches on uh, a little bit better. Okay, Murph, uh, it's our time. Uh, We're going to end the show here in prayer. My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. God, the way you have worked out salvation for the world is amazing. Though you had previously given your instruction to the world, you then provided the epitome of an example to us in the very life of Jesus. He showed us the way, teaching the way of truth and laying down his life 
in the face of injustice, so that even your enemies might be preserved from judgment. You led him to give of himself and the punishment that sin requires, though he did not deserve it, so that we, who are unworthy of your favor, might have every tool available to equip us to live righteously before you and inherit the awesome reward you have stored. Preserve my life, Lord, not so I never face trouble, but so the character and integrity of a life righteously lived in the face of any adversity might be established in me. Produce in me the self-sacrificial character of Jesus. I want to be a true witness of your goodness, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so, uh, there we are. Uh, seems like forever uh, since, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here doing a show. Uh, just missing that one show uh, kind of threw me off. But here we are, back to uh, back to the normal schedule. Every Tuesday and Thursday evening, the Rust Belt Klansman Show uh, will be on White Pride Radio and also uh, Spotify. Uh, some people, uh, our websites are blocked, uh, certain areas even in, in America, and uh, even uh, whole countries. Uh, have it blocked, so it's, that's why it's also uh, on Spotify. It's been so good so far on Spotify, so uh, that gives people that can't reach White Pride Radio, uh, that gives them a way to listen as well. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, WHITE POWER!